are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Locked On, L O C K E D O N. Well, Ulysses, uh, we promised our listeners that we wouldn't uh, talk to them before the new year, but uh, breaking news and blockbuster trades come a calling. As uh, as the Rays want to do, make things terrible mm-hmm. timing for us. They always seem to pull off trades at midnight and at the worst possible moment. It's like, okay, smooth sailing. <laughs> We're going to have a week of vacation, refresh a little bit. Nope. Leading into the week before the new year, they trade Blake Snell. Of course, that has been the, the news going on the last 24 hours. The Padres get Blake Snell. The Rays get two right-handed pitchers in Luis Patino and Cole Wilcox and a pair of catchers in Francisco Mejia and Blake Hunt. Ulysses, without wasting any more time, your your viewpoints and, and thoughts on this trade, I should note that, uh, again, we were expecting to be on a quasi-vacation this week, so we are recording from two different places with a spotty internet connection and no video to spotty internet connection because I'm at my parents' house in Cape Coral. So we're going to try to do this the best way we can. Uh, <laughs> with that that aside, Ulysses, your, your thoughts on this move? Yeah, they certainly caught us uh, not in optimal uh, places. But yeah, uh, this is, I, you know what, I just can't wait uh, you know, Kevin to, to be in a, in a big market, a big, big market where they can pay $10 million to an ace of a staff. And yes, I'm talking a, a big market of obviously like San Diego, because uh, that that's the only way that you can pay for $10 million for a pitcher, right? It's if you're in a big, big market and, and San Diego definitely comes to mind when you think big market. Let the record show that anybody who defends the, these types of moves by by by, by Stu, because they're handed by Stu, have um, got wool over their eyes. This is just out of cheapness. Stu is a cheap owner. Stu and the other owners in this ownership head of the franchise, they're cheap. They're cheap. They don't. They 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 really care about that bottom line more than all of the other owners. It's it's so obvious that that this is a, a mandate from ownership saying, you know what, we don't like where we are in our budget, and you're going to need to slice that for forty million. So yes, mainstream media and us and a lot of other people are going to you know sing all of the praises to the front office because they should, because they're resourceful, because they're 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 shrewd, they do their job very well, but we shouldn't go too far off the pricing to know that 
this is pure, purely a monetary situation. That's what that, that's what the Rays are doing. No longer should any Rays fan ever make fun of Loria and about the Marlins because the Rays just did exactly that, but worse. Because at least the Marlins came out with pieces of metals, and the the, the Rays blew up their team without even winning one World Series. That is Sir Ulysses. And we know about the financial constraints or what the Rays are saying are financial constraints in knowing that the Rays were probably going to deal Blake Snell. It had been the worst kept secret in all of baseball. Rumors had been swirling and swirling and swirling basically since the end of game six of the World Series. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I basically called it out that that this might be the last time you see Blake Snell in a Rays uniform. That aside, what did you think of the haul that the Rays got in two right-handed pitchers and two catchers from the Padres? It's actually really, um, you're right. That was the worst kept secret. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, didn't I I believe, Kevin, that our, our two episodes right after game six were on Snell and how he possibly was going to be traded that we both made prop bets that he would not start in 2021. And, and here it is now the hole. Yeah. I, I think the hole is, is sizable. I, I don't think we should be uh, thinking it's going to be another smash dunk like uh, the Archer trade. I know that everybody's playing with that now because it's going to, live in infamy for, for a long time. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to see a little bit more than, than what Mejia has done in, in, in the major leagues. I think Patino definitely has the, the talent. I mean, that guy's stuff is electric. Uh, Wilcox and Hunt, uh, I guess we'll, we'll see down the line a little bit. But, yeah, it, it's nice to get a couple catchers, obviously. Always good to get arms. It's just um, – uh, I'm not against the whole particularly. I'm against the um, philosophy that the Rays have been operating for the last 12 years. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a good trade. It's just not good for baseball. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, where, again, once the Rays didn't pick up the option on Charlie Morton, it was like, well, who's next? Now it's time for Blake Snell to be traded. And probably, who knows, within the next couple of weeks, Kevin Kiermeyer might be moving mm-hmm. on down the line. In fact, I think Mark Feinsand has kind of given the kiss of death that that's about to happen, uh, or there's at least the Rays have shown interest in wanting to part with Kevin Kiermeyer. But, you know, with this trade, and again, I had mentioned, this has been, I feel like it's been brewing for a while. And I know that the Rays and all the talking heads aren't going to admit this, but I feel like, you know, with I like the move. I'm fine with it. I understood it. I was, again, once they didn't pick up the option of Morton, I was like, blow it up. Because if you're not going to bring back Charlie Morton back, you're not going back to the World Series. You're not, you're not going to get to game six of the World Series, especially if there's a 130, 162-game season already with Yanni Chirinos, Brendan McKay, and uh, who, who's the other guy that's out for the year? Jalen Beeks, not Jaylen to mention Beeks. Colin Poche. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't see how you can get through – Look, I don't want to say the Rays were lucky to get to game six of the World Series, but with those injuries, I don't know how they sustain the pitching depth 
and the the stamina for a 162 game season, knowing that Blake Snell has had his share of of arm and elbow issues and shoulder issues and things like that. But like I had said that, you know, it's been a year of bad headlines between the Rays and Blake Snell. You go back to, well, now he's reunited with Tommy Pham and the San Diego Padres, but calling out (laughs) that trade uh, on Twitch and then his, his complaints about not making enough money during the pandemic shortened season and then signing with Scott Boris and then being pulled out in game six prematurely and then being not able to pitch five plus six plus seven plus innings. In fact, in his 21 appearances since that 2018 season, he's averaged 4.2 innings per start. So I, I feel like, yeah, I but like is the that... writing was on the wall that they were going to move off of Snell. Like this, this is a thing. I don't want to say he was a malcontent or anything like that, but I think it was sort of, uh, this is going to be a mutual parting of ways because I don't see how, you know, if the Rays trade Kevin Kiermeyer before Blake Snell, after giving away Charlie Morton, what is Blake Snell going to say on Twitch then? What is, what is he going to say in the clubhouse and to his teammates? I feel like that is a bad recipe. That That's a recipe for disaster. And then already losing the guys that they've already had lost in, in Michael Perez and, and the other bit parts. Well, yeah, I, I think that, that that definitely had to play some part in it. The the what would he say in the clubhouse and all that. But I mean, he Snell was not being a rebel or, or anything like that. On the contrary, I think... If you wanted a, a a a pitcher to lash out against their franchise, against their manager, it would be Blake Snell after Game Six. He has nothing the right things uh, about that move. So I don't, I don't, I understand the malcontent, but uh, it's it's not like he was mouthing off just now. And look, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you know, if you're not bringing Charlie Morton, you know, then you're definitely not contending. That's what we said on, on the show, you know, that why are they stay, seem, they, they seem to be step, uh, taking a step back and they most certainly do now. And this is, this wasn't before Blake Snell was traded. This was not a world series contending team. Uh, now without Blake Snell, this is definitely not a world series contending team. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know, uh, people are going to be focused on, on the hall and, and and singing praises for the front office as as they should. They're, they're a good one. There's that's a good bunch in, uh, of players that, that that the Rays get, but it's the philosophy that people should not be taken uh, lightly. This has happened so many times that we kind of think it's normal. Um, if you're a race fan, oh, you know, I, I remember the Shields trade. Oh, don't you remember the Price trade, the Casimir, the Odorizzi, the Chris Archer, and all of the good things that, you know, most of them have yielded. The Garza trade, for example, um, things that are still alive in, 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 in the trade tree. We understand that, but it's not normal. It's not normal for a baseball ownership to – to not be able to pay $10 million to an ace of a staff. Like that's not normal. Like, and, and race fans are, are going to uh, clutch 
onto the, the well but we have the best front office in the world we, you you wish you had our front office and it's like great i can't wait to put up the banner that reads best front office and mlb at the top rafters like that's not what you play for you play for the championship and i think if you were as close as the rays were to a, a damn world series trophy um this is as close as you get you talk about windows, Kevin. We talk about windows all the time and how what what the window is for the race. Uh, was it one year, or or do, or do they just want to sneak in? They thought they uh, their their mentality is: can we sneak in? Can we be just good enough that in small in small series in the playoffs you you can you can do something? The Rays did something in 2020. Maybe that's what they're they're doing. They're never going to put all the poker chips in for one year, because if there was a year that you could put it all in, it would be this year. And they didn't, they just took several steps back. Yeah. This was the year to do it for sure. At the trade deadline, you could have made a move or two, try to find a bat, a couple bats, whatever it may have been real pitching help in depth, but alas, that was not to be. And that's why I say, I think the Rays maybe thought, you know, we got a little bit lucky or we got a lot lucky if you consider all the moments that it took and all the triumphs that it took and all the adversity that it took to get to game six of the world series. And then at the end of the day, you, you know, you talk about uh, one game away, 11 outs away, whatever it is. But um, I still think the Rays are kind of far from the Dodgers. And now you can say the Padres. I, I still think even with this move, I mean, well, who knows? I don't even know if they trade Kiermaier, who knows if the Rays are a playoff team, but I think they saw that was okay. That, that is the, the top of the mantle for this team. Let's retool, let's reshuffle, let's rebuild in a sense and try to get back on track. Would you agree, Ulysses, that the Rays are selling high on Blake Snell? Because in 2021, anything could happen. He could, he could miss the entire year uh, he, I mean, he could have a great year too, but, and, and with three years left on his deal, that's why I'm okay with this move because I I'm taking, look, I really, if they, if they were really serious, I, I would be ticked off if they made this move and they had already re-signed Charlie Morton. Of course, that wouldn't make sense in that case, but I, I've already, I, I think you, you mentioned it pulling the wool over my eyes and I think I have Stockholm syndrome because I've just, I've just been <laughs> relished to the fact that, okay, here, all right, here's your retooling year. Let's, let's see if we can win 88 to 90 games this year. Let, let's try to get the very, very, very best haul possible for Blake Snell, who is, you know, two years removed from that Cy Young season, because I don't, I mean, look, I, I think, I don't know if his value is going to necessarily get any higher. It could, but I think if there was a time to trade Blake Snell in, in these circumstances, knowing that this is going to be a, a sort of retooling year, if you want to call it that, this this would be it. Because I do like the Hall. I really, really am intrigued by the Hall. We talk about needing catchers and catching depth, and I think you certainly have that with Mejia and Blake Hunt. And then Luis Patino profiles as a top-of-the-line starter, Cole Wilcox, you know, according to his scouting reports, he had the best he had the best stuff in all of college baseball last year. So there's a lot to build around. I don't I don't want to say that the Padres got archered by any means, not yet, anyways. But I think it's a deal that's going to work out for both sides. The Padres are certainly ready to compete right now. I mean, they went out and, and traded for you, Darvish, and, and cited uh, signed uh, Kim out of the Korean Baseball League. Like like they're ready. Like if there's a team that 
that Rays fans should adopt. It's probably the Padres as your secondary team because it's basically, you know, you got a half dozen Rays players on the roster between Snell and Pagan and Cronenworth and Myers and O'Grady and, and Tommy Pham and, and all those guys and everything like that. But um, the, the timing of trading Blake Snell, I, I really don't know if his ceiling is going to get higher. I feel like, I don't want to say he's going to get worse. I just, I don't know where to stand on Blake Snell right now. I think that's an, that's an answer that we can probably uh, speak in depth maybe in two years and, and see how that this trade has evolved. But, you know, yeah, I, I understand that you're intrigued by the whole. Uh, I mean, we like to talk about prospects. It's fun to, to, to dream. But, you know, I also can't wait to not purchase a Patino jersey. You know, like I, I can't I can't wait to not have ever a Mejia jersey or a Wilcox jersey. It's it's not good for baseball. And we're acting like it is. And we're acting like being excited about trades uh, for guys who have never hit above a ball is is awesome all the time. There There's a time for that. There was a time to 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 be excited about that. And, and, and that time is if you're the the Detroit Tigers in 2019 or if you're the Rays in 2015 the the, this was not this is not supposed to happen for like a good three four years from now and the Rays are doing it right now and and it's it it's just the philosophy that I'm against look yes you're right the Patino and, and and the tandem of catchers is 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 rather enviable and is Blake Snell going to get hit you know really hard in San Diego we don't know that or is he going to come out of the bathtub okay every time without any injury we don't know that um we hope so for his sake but you know I I feel like the 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 point in in baseball shouldn't be to get every trade right uh, bef- before the, the guys explode. I think there's a, there's, there's an essence to, to building a team with, with names that have had some sort of legacy with that uniform. It, it can't be just guys that, that are just two years, three years with a team. And that's it. Like, it's crazy to think that we've, we've normalized this behavior by the race franchise um, but it really isn't. And, and I don't know how you, you, they can keep doing it. And, and we just sing praises on the front office and we never, you know, stop and think about what this means for baseball. It, it means that they're really not that committed. I think uh, they're, they're treating it like a hedge fund. And if, if they're treating it like a hedge fund, what does that mean? That means that the stadium talks, all of that, the sister city is happening. Everybody that's singing praises for for this, then you have to know this is a big philosophy thing. The, the, the franchise is just a hedge fund and they're trying to get every penny that they can out of it. And that means if the sister city is more profitable and, you know, uh, then that's what they'll do. This just tells you the philosophy. And I think it, it shouldn't be forgotten just because the hall is impressive as it is. You know, what's funny is you had made this point that, we talk about, oh, the Rays and their front office is so shrewd. They're so smart. Look at them. You don't see any teams out there hanging banners saying number one farm system in baseball. That, that's usually not how it works. <laughs> Nobody no. cares about that at the end of the day. They, right. they care about World Series uh, rings and, and playoff appearances and 
pennants and, and things of that nature. And I think you hit the nail on the head with how the Rays are operating in there. Look, I think they've, they've come to the fact that they're more than comfortable with just saying, we're going to try to be competitive and win games, but we're not really ever going to truly, truly, truly go for it because you could make an argument that after the 2020 season, maybe if you invested another $20 million to, to try to make a free agent signing or two, add Waka to the rotation in addition to Morton and Snell, and then get creative about a couple of other things and maybe shift off some prospects, some of the prospect wealth you already have. That's the other thing is the Rays somehow. I mean, there's there's moves coming because they've got to clear some spots on the 40-man roster eventually, I think very soon, to make room for Patino and Mejia. Uh, of course, Cole Wilcox and Blake Hunt are a little ways away, but uh, that that's something to watch out for as well with this thing. Uh, one other thing before we take a break, and we'll get to a couple comments from our listeners as well, because this absolutely blew up on Twitter. And I know this is in bad faith and bad taste and bad touch, but couldn't the Rays have theoretically, and this may or may not have been in his contract if the Rays had picked up Charlie Morton's option, but couldn't they have just picked up that $15 million option and then just traded him? for prospects like if you really want to be cold-hearted about it wouldn't that be the the way to to do it all right we just re-upped your option we're trading you to atlanta give us something for him yeah that uh that probably was just done out of courtesy and and i think that that's that's really nice that they did that uh um, because they definitely could have could have done that and uh, but i think you know you don't want to burn your your bridges or or be known as that type of uh uh, a franchise because then, then then there's a problem but yeah yes. they certainly could have done that uh don't don't buy your kevin kiermeyer jersey don't do it no don't do it <laughs> in fact i would sell it put it on ebay right now whatever you can get for it do it if it's a nickel fine because and then hang a banner and then hang a banner best best shrewdest move of 2020 I'm buying uh, four new jerseys. I'm buying a Patino, a Wilcox, a Mejia, and a Blake Hunt. Of course, <laughs> several of those players could be traded before they even make it in the majors. That, that's another yeah. thing that has to be considered as well. All right, uh, we'll get to some comments from some listeners out there. Man, you, you Tampa Bay Rays, look, I'm not upset about the trade per se. I'm upset about the timing of the trade because Ulysses and I were supposed to have a week off, and here you go, interrupting Yeah. Me. <laughs> like you did with the Tommy Pham trade where we had already had a show ready to go in the pipeline. Nope. We're going to break this news and you guys are going to have to pivot and move on to something <laughs> else. So there we go. That, that, that's, that's what I've learned from the race there. All right. Uh, we'll continue this discussion, but are you ready for some football college football heads into bowl season? And there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clear and clear. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code. Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
The improved Built Bar, the greatest protein bar on the planet, is even more delicious than ever before. They've got so many flavors, 18 to be exact. In fact, they may have come out with a couple of new flavors between now and then. I can tell you that they've got several uh, new flavors that are very, very, very popular, like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're all low calorie, they're all low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for whichever diet you're on. Also, I don't know how they do this, but the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. That is not an easy thing to do with a protein bar. Usually they're they're hard as a rock and you break a tooth and then you got to go to the dentist and it's a, a whole big shebang there. Um, and if you don't believe me about these nutrition facts and that these protein bars are in fact low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, take a look at the cookies and cream flavor, for example. I'm reading 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just four grams sugar, and just four grams net carbs. We know you want some. We know you want some before the new year. So go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, getting to some comments from listeners out there. Man, we were loaded with comments on Twitter, and we appreciate each and every one of you, but we can't read them all. We can't read all 50 comments. So we've picked out uh, four for Blake Snell's number. That's his number, right? I think I remember that. Yep. Correct. Uh, I, I could go with five, technically, for the number of innings pitch that he would average with the Rays, but but I'll just go with four for now. Um, here's <laughs> oh one God. from Old Soul uh, says, both Snell and Morton only gave them five innings a game. The Rays have arms that can cover that. It's the stable arms that are critical. The Rays need productive bats. Let KK go too. Now they have reserve money and can make transactions based on their timeline playing out. Ulysses, to that I say, yeah, they'll let KK go too, but I don't think they're going to be adding on payroll. I, I think they're trying to set a record this year with lowest payroll in baseball, maybe lower than uh, the Durham Bulls or some other minor league team. Yeah, uh, uh, 100%. 100%. Again, this is a mandate from the ownership. Uh, it, I get, don't blame the front office. They're doing the best that they can after the ownership just says, hey, I need $40 million, get it from somewhere. And that's what they're trying to do. Uh, this next one from Kevin Melch says, I've learned, unfortunately, not to get too high or low when the Rays make a deal. This began when I was devastated after they traded James Shields. I applied the Mandalorian phrase, which has sadly become the Rays mantra, quote, this is the way. Ulysses, have you made any headway in the Mandalorian or, or are you paused on episode two or three or whatever it was? Yeah, I'm, I'm on still on episode two. I was I was supposed to take off a whole week uh, without screen time, but again, Snell wanted us to to talk about to talk about him or or, or the race franchise rather. Freaking Snell and and uh, and the Tampa Bay Rays. By the way, speaking of that, uh, so Kevin mentions he was devastated after the the James Shields trade. Which which of these pitcher trades? 
have made you the most like devastated in your Rays fandom history? Was it Shields? Was it Price? Was it Casimir? Was it Archer? Was it Garza? Was it Snell? Is it Snell? I mean, there's countless to go through, but is there one that like sticks out like, okay, that one really stung where it hurt. I, I think Shields, because uh, he had had two great years back-to-back. I mean, fantastic years by Shields. So I, I guess that one uh, hurt more emotionally than the other ones. Uh, you, you started to get a little bit used to it as they, as time goes on. But, yeah, probably the Shields one. But even in the Shields one, though, you as soon as it came out, you know, with Odorizzi and Will Myers, like, you know, but we saw the returns right away with Will Myers winning that that rookie of the year. You know, I don't know how long it'll be until we see Mejia and Patino really, you know, uh, doing the best that they can at the major league uh, level with the race. Yeah, that's the thing is you might not see the fruits of this labor until 2023, 2024 and beyond. It's definitely, I don't think, going to be an immediate thing. Patino might make an impact in some uh, form as kind of a bulk guy and end of the rotation guy, but he still definitely needs more development. He's just 21 years old and, and hasn't pitched much above the minor leagues, although he got a little bit of action with the Padres last year. Uh, this next one from Kevin Cash Burner. <laughs> that is a good account name. Uh, the question is when is our window? Do we ever have a window? Will we ever go all in? Are we positioning everything for Wander to lead us? Also, I'm happy for Blake. I hope he gets a longer leash than he's gotten here. I wish him all the best. Also, I don't know how the bullpen will survive a full, hopefully, 162-game season with only one starter who can consistently throw six-plus innings. They were absolutely gassed after just three months of 2020. Yeah, really good comment there from, uh, I guess, Kevin Cash's burner account. Uh, I am happy in a sense for Blake Snell because he does get to go back to the West Coast. I feel like he could thrive uh, in San Diego. It, and look, I think he'll be reunited with Tommy Pham. He's going to a contending team that is not shy about making trades or spending money. And I think that, uh, I really feel like him and Mike Clevenger are going to hit it off. I feel like those are, those are two quirky <laughs> birds there. And that, that could be a unique, interesting clubhouse. But I think, I think, you know, West coast should suit Blake Snell pretty well. I don't know exactly how far San Diego is from LA, but I'm sure Scott Boris and his agent have some things in the work with maybe his clothing line and maybe some commercials and, and maybe some doing, uh, doing some things with his, uh, his prowess with video games. So I think it's really going to look change the scenery. Maybe, maybe that's what, what needs to be done. And maybe he will get a longer leash of going six, seven innings. If he can stay healthy, that's another question. But um, I, I definitely don't think he's totally, totally, totally upset about the move, knowing that the Rays are, constant i mean they're they're basically like burning it down so he might as well go to a team that is like absolutely ready to compete right now i mean this must suck though right for snell i mean he buying a a a mansion really in saint pete and 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 decorating it and and putting it all really cool and well you get traded to san diego all the way over in a whole (laughs) other ocean um so that must kind of suck. And, and so, you know, race players beware. If you buy a house in Tampa, you might not use it for that, for, for, for that long before you have to perhaps sell it. I think the best question, the best question that can come out of that comment is the window. Uh, is it all for wander? I don't think so. I don't think it's all for wander. I don't think the race would, 
be be that risky. Again, they're all about risk aversion and and so you you would not put all your eggs in in Wander's basket right there. So I don't think it's all Wander, but I also don't think that the prototypical window that we talk about for for teams and franchises, I don't think raise operate that. I think they just want to sneak and be competitive enough that you can sneak in. You can have a 90-win season like they did in 2018 and hopefully sneak in and do some damage in the playoffs. I don't think they will ever, 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 ever uh, put their chips in and say, you know what, we're so close. We are going to sign Travis Darno to a two-year $16 million because it's not that much. And if we have this, we could win the World Series. Oh, you know what? Maybe I spend $8 million on Tommy Pham. And guess what? I put an on-base machine guy in front of Randy Arozarena and you get the World Series. I mean, the Rays were there. The Rays had the two players that they needed and they didn't sign them. They will never, ever, ever put their chips in. Yes, that is true. On the other hand, it does give us something to talk about and this constant shuffling of players. Hey, the, the Rays and the Padres alone have maybe saved this offseason for, for better or worse just by giving us something to talk about, even though it is on our <laughs> uh, vacation, supposed to be vacation time. Uh, this last comment uh, that we'll read, Danny is King 42 on Twitter says, LOL to all the outrage. I love the Rays model and Snell and Charlie Morton for that matter are solid pitchers, but only a small part individually to the race success. They'll be, uh, they'll be fine. Still very much a contender and possibly even stronger in a few years. I don't disagree that they'll maybe be even stronger in a few years, but I don't know if they're quote, very much a contender this year. I think they're definitely could sneak in and be a playoff team, but I, they're not winning a world series this year. Look, Hey, if, if anything, I mean, it's, it's, Padres or bust. I'm actually rooting for the Padres. I'd like to see them unseat the Dodgers or the Yankees or some other team. But, um, you know, I think right now, like, and I'm, I, I feel like I'm being conservative with this, you know, 88 to, to 92 games, maybe in 162, but I don't even know about that as of right now. Like, and, and I think a, a lot of things would have to go right in that, in that sense. Yeah, I think that, that that would be, I think, best case scenario if it goes 88 to 92. But I, I do have a bone to pick up with uh, with that last comment there with saying that they're solid pitchers, but only a small, small part individually. Um, I don't know, but <laughs> who's supposed to pick up innings in in the game 162? Kevin, are you are you warming up that 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 55 mile an hour fastball? Like, I mean, who who are who are these uh, these race fans? Um, thinking is going are going to make up the the rotation. I mean, somebody's got to be on the mound, you guys. I don't care how shrewd and how fantastic a front office is. You still need a pitcher up there. You're still going to need something, somebody to provide innings. I mean, I don't. I, I know catching the catching position has had the focus, the spotlight on this. Um, but I've I've said it since day one, Kevin. It's the pitching. The pitching is what what gets me worried. And with this trade, it has me even more worried because I know people are saying, oh, Snell can only provide four and two thirds. Well, that's really because of the front office. That's not Blake. Blake is not saying, hey, take me out in the fifth. Hey, it's time for me to go. Nah, he's shoving. He's shoving and he's being taken out. And so th- th- that's 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 a whole another issue to talk about. It's the pitching. Uh, I know, oh, it's still very much a contender. Who's pitching? Who is number four and number five starters? 
Nobody it's knows. such an it's such an interesting dynamic because you wonder if the Rays going into 2021, if they looked at the roster and said, okay, we know that Yanni Trinos is going to be healthy. We know that Brendan McKay is going to be healthy. We know that Jalen Beeks is going to be healthy. That would be the year to do it. That would be the year to go for it. And Correct. that would be the year to re-up Charlie Martin. But once they realized and, and knew that those guys, I mean, McKay, who knows? I, I, I'm assuming he's going to miss most of 2021. But they said, we really don't have a shot here. Let's go ahead. This is, our window was two years. Our window was 20, 2019 and 2020. And now we're, we're going to have to move off that window and try to recreate. If those guys were healthy leading into the, into the season, then I, I, don't, I don't know if I could defend them not picking up Morton and trading Blake Snell. But in the, the current situation, because even with Blake Snell, who's going to give you all those innings? Blake Snell's going to he's not going to throw 400 innings for you. He might not even throw 150. So you, you're still digging deep into the well. And maybe you have to get creative with maybe, and, and maybe that comes back to, to, okay, you've got some, some prospect depth. So go out and, and do what the Padres did and acquire a U Darvish type or something like that. But we know that's not the Rays protocol or, or MO as frustrating as it is to see. And you know what, this isn't winning any supporters for, you know, getting a new stadium in Tampa. And it's hard to convince somebody to, to want to pay for your stadium when you're you're selling uh, uh, corner pieces, cornerstones like uh, like Blake Snell and not picking up Charlie Morton, uh, one of the the franchise's uh, favorite sons, there. Um, okay, Ulysses, we, we've covered this trade inside and out for the most part. Do you have knowing that Blake Snell is now a Padre? Do you have one favorite memory, parting moment, anything that that sticks out to you about the uh, the Blake Snell era in Tampa Bay? I, I think so. I, I think it's uh, the the playoffs. Uh, you know, the the game for safe in the ALDS is, was was pretty impressive. He'd never done that, and he does it in a rocking rocking trop. I'll never forget that because you know I was there live, so that was impressive. But uh, game six, I think it's unforgettable now because of what happened and and how, how amazing he was in both world series starts. Uh, it just, uh, that'll, that'll stick with you. It, it, uh, you. You don't get to the world series very often. And so when your team does anything that was positive during that world series, you're going to keep with you for a long time. And so uh, those two starts, especially game six will always be there. I'll tell you what, um, all the, all the Chipotle and Starbucks and GameStop franchisees in the Tampa Bay area are crying a tear in addition to all, <laughs> all the Rays fans out there because they're going to miss Blake Snell's business and all the foot lockers and finish lines because he buys a lot of shoes as well. That's what I'll yes, remember. Is, you know, look, no, in all seriousness, of course, Blake Snell contributed quite a lot to this franchise and, and now he moves on and you know what would be great for him if somehow him and, and the Padres were able to work out a an even longer contract extension if, if Forrest is able to work his magic with that we'll see all right uh, betting, betting on up. your favorite sport doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, 
wherever you get your podcast. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. We think this is the last episode of the week and of the year for us. But of course, if the Rays make another big move, then we'll probably be on here again. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day and a happy new year.